You know what that sound means. Welcome back to Just Tip Off, the NBA podcast that just signed a $4 million contract to play in China. Woo! Yeah, baby, we finally made it. Here we go. Here we go. We're playing on Lance. Thank God. Oh, and we were worried, man. We were worried for a second. We didn't think we were going to get anybody, but thank God there's always China. Right? Oh, uh, Lance Stevenson. Oh, um, so why do I feel like it could have gotten four million in the U, like on a random team so. in the NBA? I think you would have been better at the most. If okay, Pacers wouldn't have just been like, "Fuck it, you've been with our team for half your career." If no. Melo couldn't get anything, how far do you think he's been? Okay, Melo could get something. He just doesn't want to get anything. Let's be honest. Here. I'm glad you brought up the Pacers because today we're talking about the Central Division. Doing our po- we're doing our off-season review of the Central Division now that the off-season pretty much settled down. Um, we're going to go in reverse order of what their record was last year. And that starts us with my personal favorite team. Cleveland! Here we go, Cavs. All right. Notable additions. Zero non-rookies added. Notable losses. J.R. Smith, Marquise Chris, and Channing Fry. That one hurt. That last that, one hurts. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that, that one hurts your that last heart. One that hurts. one hurts real deep. Hurts real bad. Okay, so wait, 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 let's not, let's not skim over the fact that J.R. Smith was in that. Yeah, I, I love J.R., but I was ready to see him go. Oh, I mean, obviously, because he wasn't going to play for us. But I, we I was really not, made it clear about that. I was not ready for Chan. Yeah, well, okay, I'm going to, let's, let's, for that, for a minute, just let's set him to a side. Okay. So, J.R. Smith, is he going to get picked up by anybody? I think that Houston might. Um, I think there's, there's talk of him to Milwaukee, too. I yeah. could see him being not necessarily a free agent pickup, Bore right before the deadline, trying to make a playoff push pickup. Kind of like another former Cav, Shumpert doesn't have a team right now. I could see him going to one of those teams who needs Dude, like, if one more guy. Be the last two a contender one, needs. That'd be one, so fun. Oh, I, I, I think they're going to be that last guy. One more guy to at least give him a little depth on the back half of the regular season. Get him a couple more. Game wins, maybe. You know, I think they're going to just push one road My worry is if he's not just on the team, the edge. like, just to stay conditioned while not on a team takes a lot of discipline. And this is J.R. Hey, man, just keep posting about. videos of you making hoops at some basketball so, gym. Like I that. heard this ironically. Just on Twitter, just do it. Just, just keep doing that. Just drunk on Henny, having a good old time. You know what apparently Jared Smith's really good at? Like, obscenely good at? is golf. Yeah. Apparently he is really yeah. good. I mean, granted, you can John Daly it and balloon up the God yeah. knows what, or you know, you can yeah. be Roy McElroy and just get yeah. ripped and play some golf. Jared so. Smith is on my top five people I'd like to play golf with. Let's and see. I, Tony and, Romo. No, I can't say that. And if Jared Smith ever play golf together and neither of us are wearing a shirt, you heard that, JR. <laughs> All right. Um, the sunscreen. Notable rookies Darius Garland, Dylan Weindler. Kevin Porter Jr. and Dwayne Wade. Sorry, sorry, Dean Wade. Dean, Dean Wade. He's in now. He's in now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, so in all we serious, got some rookies. We got some rookies. In all seriousness, I got the notification on my phone. I was like, Cavs signed undrafted free agent D. Wade. And I was like, wait, wait, hold, hold, hold on. So my biggest question with this draft, I like the picks. The question is going to be how are Garland, Darius Garland, and Colin Sexton going to play together? I, hard, I highly doubt seeing one of them as a backup. Maybe can one of them play the two? Are they going to have good chemistry on the court? Or are they literally going to go, one of them's going to get a starting job, and one of them's going to be sour yeah, and, and have the and second Everybody's strength. expecting to play on the same court at the same time. I'm just like, okay, well, one's a rookie and one's like a sophomore. Cool. So that is a possibility. Everybody's seen it. But 
It doesn't have to happen that so way. I say they, Garland is I say they shooter. Sh- I say they start and finish the games together, and they sort of stagger it. And James Harden and Chris Paul type off. Oh, yeah. You just yeah. always, always have a controlling guard on yeah. there. I mean, I'm, I'm not comparing either of those people to James Harden and Chris Paul, but it's the same concept. Right? Yeah. Or everyone wants them to be like a C.J. McCollum, Daniel Willard, and that could be cool too, but like... I think I think I put Garland at the two because I think Garland is a better shooter yeah. than Colin Sexton is. I just, uh, so I from think, three anyway. So so that might be true, but also from what I've seen, Garland's much better on the ball. Uh, Sexton, I don't think he's good at facilitating brothers, so I think that makes him better shooter. So the question is, is that well, Garland doesn't because really Willard's a better shooter than McCollum, true, but McCollum Gar- still plays it too. Garland's also not a very good facilitator either. So the question is, can one of them learn to run an offense and to pass the bar right. rather than playing How's she? How's so she much awesome. possible? I'm not saying shitty. I'm saying she. Awesome. She also Well, he plays the three. Understandable. So. Understandable. I'm just saying that if you have one two guards who are both not the best at distributing the ball, you got to find somebody who can get the ball. You need a playmaker. And he, he, other, he, other point he, guards. He's above average for his position, but I don't think he fills the court's role. And theoretically... The Cavs do have three other point guards on the roster as of right now. You have Jordan Clarkson, Matthew Delvadova, and if you count Brandon Knight as a basketball player still, <laughs> then technically, still technically he's still on the Cavs roster, making way too much money. Uh, so last year the Cavs were 14th in the East at 19-63. and 63. So I'm going to set the over-under at 24. They, had, what, they won 18 games last year? They won 19 last year. I'm going to put the over-under at 24.5. Do they won more? Do they win more or less than 24.5? Do you think they're get? Do you think they a 25 or more win team, or do you think they are a 24 or less win team? I think they're less because the NBA is a little more balanced now. There isn't like a couple big power teams on each side. There are still some teams that are a little bit above everybody else, but in terms of top to bottom, I think it's all become a little closer because instead of having a couple trios here and there, now you've got a ton of duos. So I think as a whole, the NBA top to bottom is a little closer. So I think those are all more competitive teams. I think uh, I, the cat, I think it's under 25. I take the under because I think they're still not trying to win. And I also think um, as much as I love Kevin Love, I hope he does not end the season in a Cavs uniform. I hope we get positive value for him, and I like him too much to want to watch him waste away on this team. It wouldn't surprise me if he gets traded to a championship contender yeah. around that trade deadline. He, he, he is a perfect modern power forward. All right, I don't agree with you. I really don't because, like, go Cavs, let's win it, let's win it all this year. Yeah. Let's do it. But no, that's, yeah, we got Marquis Chris full season this if year. We're gonna we got we're this. Gonna with this season, if we're going to really think about who has a chance to take us to the finals, it's nobody on this team by themselves. No. Unfortunately, you have to use what you have to get players who can get you to that position. Yeah. So, Kevin Love, as much as I fucking love you as a Cav, we get we got we to gotta trade you away, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have to get rid of you, and we have to trade you for some valuable young assets and or some picks. Hey, hate to, okay. wa- hate to so, watch you leave, or hate to see you leave, but love to watch you go. Uh, all right, all right. So trade Kevin Love. There's one other contract on the roster. Been there a while. With the exception of Kevin Love, he makes Thompson. It makes the most money on the roster, and that's Tristan Thompson. What do you do with him? He's still he's young enough. Hold on, he's still hold young. Him. Hold on. Yeah, Just hold keep him. him. Hold him. No, he's young enough. He's young enough. Here, here's the thing: is you shop him, and if we get the right deal, but like he's young enough that we can just sort of hang on to him. He's much younger than Kevin Love, or he's much younger than Kevin Love. 
So we can just full on let, let it ride, right? Like, and if what what happens when uh, a team, a championship contender says like, fuck, we need rebounds, right? And so what happens when Portland's like, we will give you a first round draft pick and a young prospect for Kev, or for Tristan Thompson? Of course we take that. <laughs> Of course we take that fucking yeah. I'm not saying we shop him and whatnot, but I like the guy and I think he's still in the future in Cleveland. He's young enough; he fits our timeline. So Marcus All was pretty easy. Um, who was the other one who got traded for Marcus All? That was and it wasn't Jonas uh, Valanciunas. Jonas Valanciunas. So those guys were pretty easy because they could sh- also semi shoot the three. Who would you compare uh, Tristan Thompson to in the modern NBA right now? Who could be traded for? Like who, sh- who, straight up? Who, what no. team might take Tristan Thompson if they were in a bind? So Tristan Thompson is a lesser Clint Capella. I agree. That is the exact person I was thinking of, a lesser Clint Capella. Yeah, because he, he he's mobile. He's he's a very good modern. He's, a little. He started his career as point power forward, but he's a very good modern know, center. He's very mobile. He can guard multiple positions, and he's a good rebounder. He's, he's, he's he, also he jumps up, and so he gives you a little bit of vertical spacing. He can't shoot, but that's okay because the modern center doesn't necessarily have. To. Yeah, it'd be, it's nice when they do. He is between the two Houston Rockets center. You have yeah, Kenneth Fareed and you have Clint Capella right in the middle, Tristan Thompson. I would say Houston Rockets, Detroit Pistons. Detroit, as much as I love Andre Drummond, he's actually, I love the guy. I love the guy. But he's a dying breed and he has very little space. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. also on his last year of his contract. Yeah, he has very little space in the NBA. So at this point, you're almost getting a bargain for him for being like, okay, because Tristan Thompson has. Another year? I got it. Another year on his contract? Well, that, here's the thing is, I wouldn't, if I'm in Cleveland, I don't take that deal unless they throw a sweeper in there. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. you know who I'm needs... Sorry, I'm sorry, I, didn't, I should have specified here. Yeah. If you're going to take Andre Drone, you're also going to get somebody else in yeah. that mix. Whether it be a draft pick, whether it be maybe Luke Kennard, but they just... They <laughs> oh, no. you, you, you know what team needs a center, though? And they really do, and they might not realize it right now, and I don't think the media realizes it right now, but the Clippers need... More they, center, I, I more would, depth at the center in power forward position. I yes, really, you have really flashes with Paul George, but right now all you've got is Zubak and Montrez Harrell. I really you need someone else. Really so Montrez is a PF for real. No, he's a modern center. He's he's a PF because he doesn't have to play like a PF. Yeah. The only reason I'm saying that is because you have so many other scorers on your one, two, and three. You don't need your power forward to be a scorer. You need to be a board man and defensive player. And I, th- I think Tristan would fit in well with the Clippers. I think that's what they need. He can't. He gets buckets. He, he, he's the fucking guy who picks that ball up and puts it in the basket like his family is being held hostage. And the only thing the hostage takers are accepting is raise the buckets. Buckets, baby. <laughs> that's Montrez Harrell. Oh. I, it'll be interesting to see how he actually works with the Clippers just because like now you've got two prolific scorers as where last year you really only had one in Lou Williams but I think I regress, I think Tristan Thompson if the Cavs were to trade him that the Clippers might be uh, fit wise would be good for the Clippers because they do need at least one of the person who can go up there and strictly get boards and catch all the oops the Clippers are, I, I'm saving this for the, our episode in the Pacific but I have multiple notes on the Clippers have a lot of talent but the Clippers have a lot of holes and so mm-hmm. I'm going to say, let's table the Clippers until uh, we talk about the Pacific Division, which is probably the one we should do next, because yeah. it's the most exciting one right, right. now. I'm so, excited. So we're all, agreeing, we're all agreeing, probably should trade Kevin Love, and if a good deal is there, then you can ship out Tristan yeah, Thompson. Tri- yeah. Also, here's a fun fact I realized while doing research for this. Who do you think's younger, Jordan Clarkson or Matthew Dellavedova? Delhi. You're going to say, it's going to be Delhi. It doesn't Del- seem like. Delhi's Del- younger. 
I, I did know that. I didn't want to admit it because, like, Tristan Tom, or I'm sorry, because Matthew Delvadova seems like he's older. Right. Jordan Clarkson has so much upside. It's just and unfortunate when I was, that they're not. When I was doing research, I was like, she was like, oh, we have a nice young core. And I was including Jordan Clarkson. I'm like, he's not really young. He's 29. Now he's 28. So what do you do with that? Uh, you, here, here's what you do with that. Here's what you do with that. Turn Jordan Clarkson into your Lou Will, put him off the bench, because like he already is off the bench. Exactly. Like we're doing. Keep that the way it is. Delvadova, turn him into some kind of a Rubio, trade him for some kind of a young asset, and maybe a second round pick. At the shooting forward spot. I don't think anyone traded for Delvadova on the contract. He's not an $11 million man. You're right, because he's a $9 million. Okay, he's not a $9 million man. <laughs> See, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a wishful thinker. What can right. I say? Yeah, no. But also, Jordan Clarkson, I think we treat him the same way we treat Tristan Thompson. Like, if we don't, um, Tristan Thompson, uh, like, if we get a good deal, uh, offer for him, we let him go. But I, I don't have any problem riding out his contract, right? He's still another couple of years. All right, all right, all right. So, all right, so let's, with what we know, right? Let's, let's just put out what we think the Cavaliers are going to be next season. So right now, the Cavaliers have a lot of young players, a lot of potential that I say we just continue to sit on, and anything else we have for good. To me, if I'm the Cavs GM, everything's for sale except for uh, Sexton, Garland, Winward, Porter Jr., uh, Osman, uh, Osman, Larry, Larry Nance Jr. What do you think about Zizek? Um, I I put him up. I'd keep him. I, I think, think he's if, got if, so much potential. If, if Love and Thompson are up, you keep Zizek. You've got to have some kind of hype. Yeah, and um, who, who, who are the other ones I'm missing? Um, that's about it that's worth keeping. That's, yeah, that's, that, that, that's, that's it. You're, keep, yeah. you're keeping your so, young core and you're, you're giving your And so we just hang on to those players, and eventually we oh, might unload. We'll, we'll see those out, see who's developing. We might unload some later, but I think this season the – Goal is develop those players, which they also made a big move in John Bellion as their new coach, which I really like him as a coach. But the dude's 67 and was signed into a four year contract. At the end of the contract, he's 71. Like, if he wants to stay past that, good for him, but like. It's, I'm not as worried about that. It's just make sure who, he's who, healthy. Who do you think the oldest coach in the NBA is right now? It's Pop, isn't it? It's Pop at how old? Yeah. 61. What? 68. No, he's not. He's 68. Really? Yeah, and everyone's talking about how Popovich, this is Popovich's last tour. How the fuck do you think that is? It's it's crazy. It's it's really hard to be an old guy and be an NBA coach. Most of them are in their 30s, 40s, maybe 50s. Okay, he's at least two or three years behind the oldest coach ever. Yeah, but my whole whole thing is, like, as much as I like the guy, I really hope he sticks with him. Which guy? Uh, John Bellion. Okay. Like, Elon? Beeline, I, like, that was a weird pickup for me because, you know, it takes coaches a couple of years to work into a system. Let's say he's really good, and then he's going to want to retire. True. But, you know, right? maybe, maybe... Let's say he's really good. Let's say we really stretch the limits. Let's say we get him to 75, right? That's seven years. That's not a long coaching tenure. True, but I, I like having him come in because we got a, a bunch of young players develop... John Beeline has developed a bunch of good young players that leaves at Michigan, so maybe he's there. Just develop those young players, get them into some solid talent, and then we get a coach who we really, you know, move forward with. I think that's the plan. You know what move I really hope happens, and I'm not sure how we can make the money work, but a team that needs more shooting is the Nets. And so we could 
offload Kevin Love to the Nets. And if we get Chris LeBert, oh, who, John, who John Beeline was his oh, college coach. shit. Because Chris, uh, with Dinwiddie and Kyrie there, LeBert's a little redundant. Uh, he, he is. And you need somebody who kind of replaces him, but also has the same kind of mantra of, yeah. I, you, I can feel the with The question is, the question is, do you love, think Kyrie, love, love, exactly. love and Kyrie get together well? Uh, uh, I don't know how Durant and, uh, but especially you need a four this year. Oh yeah, K loves. My question would be: Could the Cavs possibly swing Love for Karis LeVert and um, the Fro? No. You only we get both, even though they have DeAndre. I would bet. Yeah, I love. That'd be cool. It'd be nice to have John. I think think DeAndre is there on a buddy contract. I think he's your second center behind Allen. I agree. That that was my initial opinion. I don't think here's the thing. I think DeAndre Jordan's gonna start, Mm -hmm. but Allen's gonna be coming up. I think it's gonna be like a Bama Adebayo Hassan Whiteside contract type deal. I think Jordan's gonna start, but Allen's gonna get more minutes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But also, we're not talking about the Nets. All right. So last last thoughts on Cavs. Does anybody? Have you guys have them higher than bottom three? Um, I have them as the third. Same. East. Here's I think they're gonna be from the bottom. Third. I think they're gonna be better than the Knicks, Mm. and I think they're gonna be better. Than the Bulls. I Actually, I think I have a second. I think I have the Bulls overtaking them, and that is great because I think we could talk about the Bulls next. The that only is. thing I'm concerned with is riding the low seed is a very uh, it's it's it's, a, it's the it's the right move. It's, it's the it's right hard move. Hard to attract free agents. It, it's the right. It's hard to attract free agents. Especially it's also hard to keep the people who are with you in the organization. The Kings, yeah. the Nets, yeah. the uh, who else? Who else? Who are the, the Suns? All these people have been riding that low seed for so long. It's hard to lose, guys. Nobody wants to lose. Yeah. But here's the thing is I say I here's the thing is I let our young core do as much as they want. I say our young core say go out there and win. And losing's hard and whatnot, but I don't think we give them a lot of veteran support. I think we let them develop. And then I think we I think we do one more year at the bottom, and then I think we try to make a big move next year for a vet who helps us get into maybe an eight seed in the East, right? Like I don't I think we're I think we are three years, two three years from being good, right? It, it's two easy, to three years easy, from now easy yeah, two, because three. last year we were two to three years from being good. We gotta at least have some kind of projection. I also thought we were gonna send Kevin Love last year. I think we're two to three years from sending Kevin Love. I think right. we're doing a slower rebuild than I anticipated. Alright, so neither of us have the Cavs. No. Higher than bottom three. So next team Bulls. are the Chicago Bulls. I think the Bulls are going to be <laughs> very fun to watch. So going through it, last year the Bulls were 22 <coughs> and 60, right? They're 13th in the East. They had, this year they had a bad young, great pickup. Thomas Sedaransky, great pickup. They, lo- they lost Robin Lopez. That's fine. Um, they are bringing back Ryan Archie Diakono, who has done absolutely nothing. Who I actually really like. I think he should can like. I don't know that player. Please, please. I do, like do, do, do you remember when uh, Villanova <clears throat> hit uh, won the national championship on a buzzer beater, and there's that player that everyone says should have taken the shot, but instead he passed off the other player to make the shot. He was Ryan Diakono is the one who passed it, who should have shot it. Really? Yeah. So he's a point guard, right? Yeah. Uh, Four-year guard out of four-year guard out of out of Villanova. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So tell me the point guard of Chicago right now. Chicago. So he and he's the backup. Notable rookies: Kobe White. Kobe White. So start. 
Uh, I, no. I, I, I off the bench, you got Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn's your starter. Kobe White's your two. I think you start moving yep. yeah, Archie Diakono to the uh, two behind Levine. He's too small. He's only 6'3". Okay. Exactly. He's too small and he's not a good enough shooter. I think you got to try to... I think you've got to try to trade him. Yeah, but also I think they're in a similar thing where they're trying to figure out what's good, and so I think because you have Tom, you have Sadoransky too. If, yeah, you have Sadoransky too. If you're trading any, if you're trading any point guard, it's Chris Dunn. I think and now you say it, Sadoransky's your starter. Over Chris Ooh. Dunn, I don't know. Yeah, Sadoransky's good. Yeah, man. but Chris Dunn He's had huge. a really good second half. He's huge. Half of the year. He gets the basket. He shoots. And he can rebound. And he can rebound. Yeah. He's I also listed. He's also listed as their shooting guard, not their point guard. Uh, uh, that makes a little bit of sense to me, actually. So if you, you really, you probably Does that mean go, they wouldn't play Levine at the three. Okay. Yeah. And then put put Otto Porter at the four, and then Markin at the five, and not play Wendell Carter Jr. Ah, uh, no, I think you do. I think in a healthy lineup, I think your healthy starting lineup is. Uh, the two players that have to be on the floor are Levine and and uh, or are Levine, Markin. I think you do what up Wendell Carter Jr. at the five. Um, Markin at the four. four. No, Markin at the four. Mark, sorry, Markin at the four. Porter at the three. Levine at the two. And then and yeah. Cetera, and get the one. Cetera, and and, and Car- or, sorry, Winnicar at the five. That's what yeah. Okay. yeah. So, so they're young. They're, they're a very young team. They're, they're the Kings. Kind of. Thaddeus Young is the oldest player on that roster at 31. He's the new. The training. next. The next He's oldest. He's a new training tribe. He's the new training. The next oldest tribe. is 27. So that is a very young team, and they have got three players who are thirty-seven or twenty-seven. Only one of them will probably make the roster. That's Thomas Sadoransky. So they're they're a young team. They got Bad Young is there for the locker room. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and they no, they've got to attract no, some free agents. Still, he still has a lot to give. I'm not saying he's not anything more than the locker room. But I'm he, just saying but he's, he's, not, he's not the future. He's too old to be the future. He doesn't fit the timeline. I know. Yeah. I see what you're saying, but he. I think he helps them get more wins this season. I think the Bulls are going to try to. I don't think. I don't think they're a playoff team, but I think they're going to try to not be at the bottom. They're the Pistons of last year. Yeah. Um, Slightly yeah, maybe below, maybe. I, 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 put, I, put, I put them at nine or ten. Yeah, sorry. Heat probably is more accurate because Heat missed it last year. Yeah. I don't think the Bulls make it this year, but they're close. Yeah. You transitioned us beautifully into our next team. All right, real quick. So you don't think they're a play- you don't think the Bulls are a playoff? I don't think any of us think the Bulls are a playoff team. I, no. You think you guys both think they're above the Cavs though? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Cavs just they're they're just missing a star player. Okay. All right. All right. So we've got the the Bulls finishing above the Cavs. <laughs> so All next good. team, the Pistons. The good old Detroit. The Pistons squeaked into the playoffs at a perfect 500 record of 41 and 41, and they lost to the, to the Bucks in the first round. Got swept. Notable additions: Derrick Rose, Marquise Morris. I think great additions. Notable losses: Ish Smith, Wayne Ellington, Zaza Pachulia, and Glenn Robinson the third. I don't actually know if they lost. Okay, is Zaza notable though? Um, I don't, I don't actually know if they lost him because no one else has signed him. They just haven't signed him yet. Yeah, but, I really, I wouldn't really call him anything. He's he's uh, a he's a Tristan Top Thompson. Uh, passes prime. Passes he's, he's a prime. Tristan Thompson. Passes six. is prime. Tristan Thompson's way more mobile. He's way too small. Passes prime. Yeah, he's, he's like an Andrew Bogut. Yeah, there which the 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 modern, the modern NBA has no more room for slow centers. Yep. Um, hey, if he can enter, he's like a, a what's his name? The guy who the pro. Jared Allen? No, no, no. The one who was in the Cavs, but uh, Valer. Oh shit. What's oh, um, 
Very shallow. Very shallow. He's less mobile. Yeah. Um, notable rookies, Seca de and Divadas Servidas. They also drafted Jordan Bone in the second and round, but Jordan obviously Bone. that's not a guarantee. Yeah. But I think Seiko Diambo is going to be awesome. I don't know as much about Servitas. I should know nothing about Servitas. But Seiko Diambo, I think. He's, he's like a he's like a point forward type. He's very Ben Simmons-esque. Um, as far as I can tell, he can't really shoot much, but he finishes around the rim and passes incredibly. Um, I think I think they need to get out underneath Andre Drummond's contract. There's a lot of size um, on this team. So our buddy, uh, Kevin Kleba, he threw out a very interesting – he's from Detroit. He threw out a very interesting trade cut possibility, which is um, Andre Drummond and a first pick for Chris Paul because Chris Paul helps you this year. Chris Paul goes back with Blake Griffin, and it gets you out from DeAndre's contract. They're basically identical contracts. They're not quite identical, but they're both very big contracts. And, um, and Chris Paul helps you in the now. Which I think Pistons are want to be in the now. I think they want to be like a five seed, right? They have to. They have to. They I mean, have you to. can't just let Blake Griffin dwindle dwindle, dwindle away. Oh yeah, like yeah. It, it, okay. you're not going to trade. I just have to say is the fact like that Drummond and Chris Paul are not on even close identical What's, contracts. There's a ten million dollar difference of this year. In addition, Drummond's only twenty five years old. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. The way he plays God. basketball is kind of a dying breed, not being able to shoot and all. But he's only 25. Not being able to shoot and not being mobile. That's the, I, I, there's one thing I can emphasize. Being mobile is the most important thing about being a center. Would you give away a young player who's $10 million less for an older player who's $10 million more and even more yes. in the future when his contract bumps up another $10 million next year for yes. baseball? He's at Pete P- Capella, yes. but unfortunately, the Pistons valued him higher than he's like a double Clint Capella. Yes. So now, unfortunately, his value is so much higher than what he might actually be worth. He's going to be like a, De- a DeAndre Drummond, or no, sorry, a DeAndre Jordan, yeah. whereas you might get bounced around from play, from team to team, whereas you're just not going to find a team I, where you're valued. I do, not, I do not see, after this contract, Andre Drummond making more than $10 million a year, ever again in his career. He averaged 17 and 15 last year. Yeah, absolutely. But, he's all, but also, do you want, you want to know what every team did uh, all season against them? They uh, did a fuck out. They did a pick and roll to switch Andre Drummond onto the point guard on the perimeter. What do you do? And what do you do? You either let him shoot or he passes it down low where he can make the Or he up. just blows by him. That too, because he can't. Because, because he can't do it. He's slow. He's awesome. I love players. I'm in black cop on 2K, but he's not what you want anymore. He's a dying breed. It's a really unfortunate. He's so young. I think the I'm real. So glad he got this big contract because I really like the guy. I think the real crime on the Pistons is that you're paying a 29 on Reggie Jackson, 17 million a year. Yeah, that's yeah. a little bit of an overpay. Yeah. Smith, he got traded away. I think like yep. he was making a good deal. Yeah. So I'm really, really what what the Pistons need is some shooting. They got because they, they ain't got a lot. They got Mr. Basketball Ohio, Luke Kennard. True. Yeah. They got they got Svee Mikhailu. They got Svee Mikhailu, who's a sharpshooter out of Kansas, was traded to them yeah. from the. Lakers, but Chris, Chris Paul would be an upgrade to shooting. Yeah, True. D Rose is a six man. They signed D Rose. Derrick Rose is a great six man. I really yeah. hope they're not dumb, yeah. and I hope they only play him at most like twenty six minutes a night. And this this <laughs> team, <laughs> twenty six minutes a night, sixty games a year. This team yeah, yeah, is go. really big. 
The issue is, unlike compared to the Bucks and the Sixers, who are also very big, they're not as good. No. That big. I mean, no, you've got Blake Griffin and DeAndre, and you've got... All, all, the, all the other big teams uh, Andre are Drummond. You've got Zaza still, apparently. You've got Tony Tony Snell. You've got Thon Maker. Like, these are all darn it's near seven-footers. And I actually think Thon McKeer has a future in the NBA. I just don't think he's going to use properly, but he shoots. He can. I, the, this, the issue is that they've got, like, five centers almost seven-foot. You don't need five. Yeah. And they no, got to exactly. try to... And so get positive value. Get him over and get some shooters. Get get positive value for uh, Andre Drummond. That's the biggest issue with them. They got way too many. Over under, you think Andre Drummond's going to be on the Pistons by the end of the next season? No. Next season, season, like this upcoming season. Sorry, after this season, you think Andre Drummond's going to be on the Pistons? No, because he's on an expiring contract. Nathan, I don't think they're going to trade him. His contract will go up, but I don't think they're going to trade him. He's going to be free agency. Just I, I, I think I think he's going to be a free agent. Then we're going to have to see what happens. But do I think he gets traded this season? No. Okay. I, I think there's no way that he plays for uh, the Pistons in the 2021 season. If they bring in a valuable point guard or some kind of shooting, well, are you calling? Are you saying Jose Calderon is invaluable? I'm saying is that he, what you're I'm saying? saying he was in 2007. Uh, yeah, I'm saying if they bring in a valuable point guard and or some kind of shooting, he's not going to be on that team by the end of the season. Yeah. If they don't, yeah, they got to kind of have him. They need him. Because right. obviously they can't shoot, so they need a rebounder. <laughs> All right. Here's one question. Pistons playoff team this year? No. Yes. No. I, I think they squeak into the eight again. I think Miami takes their spot. Yeah. If they keep the if they keep the same lineup, I think and Miami no changes. Takes spot. I say no. I I I think Miami takes their spot. I think Miami takes a spot. Um, Who do you take out? Let me look at the East for months. You've got the Magic, yeah, the I'd Net. The Net. You, you yeah, can't say Orlando. the. You think Orlando's going to fall out? Yeah, I'd say Orlando makes it. Thank you. I couldn't remember who that is. Because it's, it's hard. It's hard to see the Nets falling out with adding Kyrie. Yeah. No. 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 I, you think I, you think I it's think the Magic who've Orlando. done quite literally almost nothing? Yeah. They just brought everyone back. Yeah. Okay. Kings of last year, they're gonna move up at least a little. Um. All right. This brings us to what I think is the most interesting team in this division. I agree. Um, the Pacers are a very different team. Woo! Fun fact, they have three players named TJ now in TJ McConnell, TJ Warren, and TJ Leaf. Um, all right, so the Pacers last year were fourth in the East. They were 48-34. They, the Cel- they got swept by the Celtics in the first round. Um, they got lucky, really. They added Malcolm Brogdon, Jeremy Lamb, TJ McConnell, and TJ Warren, but they lost Bojan Bogdanovich, Thad Young, Tyreek Evans, Wes Matthews, Darren Collison, Kyle Quinn, and Corey Joseph. They also drafted Gogo Bizadze, Edmund Summer, and Justin Holiday. And then they signed Edmund Summer and Justin Holiday. I think Summer's going to be gone, but Holiday might be there to stay. I think Gogo Biazzi is a good future center, but I think him and Miles Turner um, are going to have a weird thing. Well, I agree, but you also have to, you have to add Sabonis. Sabonis at the four? He starts at the four. Because Thad Young's gone. Yes, that's true. But Thad Young, was Thad Young a starter last year? He was the starter at the four. Yep. Mm. Um, I think Malcolm Brogdon and Oladipo backcourt should be really interesting. With, I, with, I, love, I love that backcourt. Back for the start? I think yeah. Because so. he was out. Because they replaced him in the All-Star game. He was out pre-All-Star break. From an ACL tear, he's going to be back. I love that backcourt. It's solid. It just 
It just has to oh, work. Oh, Depot just... and Brogdon. I like that backcourt. Because Brogdon is arguably one of the most fundamentally just solid players in the league. Plays hard on defense. Is a good backup. Shoot the ball really well. Big blow to the Bucks for not being able to sign him. But great game for the Pacers to get him. I think he's going to work so well along with Victor Oladipo in that backcourt. Because when, when, when you need a basket, Oladipo's got you. But when Old Depot's on that bench and you still have Brogdon out there, you can still run an offense. Whereas Brogdon's one of the most analytically perfect players, too, yeah. because he pretty much only shoots the three and not the basket. He yeah. shoots zero mid-range. It was, it was tough for the Pacers to lose Bogdanovich. He played great. But I think that having Brogdon there will help give you they, a they, dynamic also score. Also, Jeremy Lamb's a super underrated pickup. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yes. shoots. Yes. Yes, honestly. The, it, it's the Pacers who are one of the – going to be like the Celtics of last year. You know, the Celtics had a lot of big-name players who came in, Kyrie, Gordon Hayward, whatever, Jason Tatum, they were all expecting those big guys to play, uh, but it was, it was the young guys, it was the, the, the low-key role players who stepped up and made the difference, and I think that's the same thing that's going to happen to, uh, with the Pacers. So, so, well, you so saw what your, happened so, when Old Depot went out. At that point, it was all solid role players, and they still played really well. They did better without him. So, only the first time they went out, not the second time. Um, Barely. Just barely. So, they couldn't couldn't survive because they needed a bucket in the fourth quarter, and they couldn't find one because they didn't have that point guy who could get in. And that's what Oladipo was going to be, maybe some Brogdon. So, to me, the starting five is uh, Brogdon, Oladipo, Lamb, Sabonis, Turner. Okay, interesting. You wouldn't put T.J. Warren over at the three. No. Jeremy Lamb. I, 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 I think T.J. Uh, Warren is going to be an awesome. Uh, so the Lamb. Lamb's over. He's not big. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Here's the problem with Lauren, Warren. He's skinny. For how big he is, he can barely rebound, and he cannot pass. He like when he gets the ball in his hand, it's going at the bucket. No, he's but I just I just, I just, I just think Lamb is going to get no, so overpowered by the by the rest of the small forwards in this league. Maybe. As long, so Jeremy Lamb isn't. Lamb is a shooting guard, though. Isn't gonna fuck up the system as long as the rest of the people around him can move. And I see them as moving players. Lamb's so only he six five. The ball. Yeah. Hey, he can if he can get them the ball, they're gonna be fine. Yeah. He, he's he's a bit of a defensive liability, but Oladipo is big enough to cover up. He's what six six five six five. So you got two yeah, six, five, I, I mean, I I think you put. I would put Warren at the. He, Warren, he's three. Uh, he, think, he's a little tall, a little bigger. I think you can play either one. I think it might just come down to who they're playing against. So if they're playing a smaller team, then they're going to put Lamb in. If they're playing a bigger team, they might put Warren in. I think what they're going to, the Pacers are going to have to negotiate this season is how are you going to go, Miles Turner, Sabonis, and Gogo Biazza? Like, how are you going to play so, them together? Sabonis, I don't Sabonis see them now, putting Gogo and Turner on the floor at the same no, time. No, I don't and think Sabonis works. is now a four. Even then last year, like, the Sabonis-Turner at the same time, it... It works. It, it, it works, but there were times it was like... Sabonis, he, he's got a mid-range. He doesn't really yeah, have... But that's right, Turner has the threes. He's really a six-man, but if you have to play him in other ways, you can, because he's, he's versatile. The, also, his also, ideal he, position is as a six-man, so if you can get a starting five that's killer, and then have him come off the bench, you're going to be okay. I think he's his ideal position to back up four. I think it was a mistake to ever play him at the center. Who, go No, Sabonis. I oh, think he can be a small ball. Uh, center, but I don't think it's realistic. He's still pretty big. He's 6'11", isn't he? 
Yeah, he's six eleven. He's he's big. Yeah. He's, I'm still bringing I'm still bringing him off the bench as a as a six man. Who'd you play at the four then? Because right now they're only if you go through by their depth chart, their only other power forward is TJ Leaf, and Sabonis is a clear is a clearly a better player than TJ Leaf. You don't, you don't use the four as a scoring position; you use that as boards and or. So so would you would you go Brogdon at the one, Oladipo at the two, okay. Lamb at the three, Warren at the four, Miles Turner at the five? If you can get uh, Brogdon to score. He can and do you, that. We know that. Exactly. You can get Brogdon in a score. So you you put the you put Lamb at the three and Warren at the four. Yes. Okay. Good. Warren did play the four in Phoenix. I find Warren to be a very versatile player. He's been around the league for a long time, and he can do a lot of things. So if you put him in a position, he knows what he's doing. So whether it be his ideal position, I think if you can just get him to do what he needs to do, let other people play their strengths. He knows what to do to get the board, to get the buckets, to get whatever he, he assists. He can make a play. He's not a bad passer. He just doesn't. That's the issue. Because he, he has to. He's had to. In fucking he's, Phoenix, he, also, kids, he had to shoot. Also, I 100% disagree. He is a bad passer. TJ Warren is a bad passer. I watched a lot more Phoenix than he did. He is bad. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll believe you. You're a Phoenix guy. Yeah. Like, he is, he is a bad passer. Who's, he can shoot very well. He he can reborn at an average rate for a three and then put him at the four. He's a three. He's truly a three, honestly. Mm-hmm. But they put him at the four because they had zero depth at the four. Yeah, because Ubre played the three. Yeah. And Booker played the two, and they had God knows who playing the one. Yeah. And then eight and at the five, obviously. All right, so. Um. So there were four in the East last year. Mm, let's one. I put him at five or six in the East. I think they're going to end up same spot. Well, no, they, no, they were the five in the East last year. You're right, five in the East, sorry. They in that lost, case... They lost the Celtics in the first round. I'd put them at five or six. Four or five. Seven. Seven? Seven. Really? Seven. I think they're going to get out-talented. Yeah. A bit, like, they are honestly, out-talented, hey, but, well, we're talking, they, we're but think about, about the West. West. I know, I know, I know. Think about how many teams in the West uh, out-talented Denver, uh, and how, where was Denver second? They're going to get out talented by the player by the teams that aren't. Obviously, real. Philly and the Bucks. You, you think that like the Nets with Kyrie can out talent Old Depot and Brogdon? And then so that, I think that's probably the closest. So, that so you put above them just no particular order: Philly, Milwaukee, Boston, Miami, Brooklyn, and Toronto? Toronto, Toronto. Okay. You think Lowry, Gasol, and Siakam? Sleeper team. Yeah. You guys just took Magic out of the I playoffs to put Pistons I in. I did not. I did. You did. I did. The Magic, are, I, I hate it. I don't like the fact that they might be okay, but the Magic are not, they haven't lost a lot. No, they're pretty but much They haven't done it. I, I don't think they've done anything, to be honest. So, I mean, they added Mark L. Vaults because he doesn't really count for last year's team. They haven't added much in either. Let's see. Yeah, they've, they've done a little bit. Most of it is well. Okay, so they got they re-signed two players, drafted one, and they signed uh, Aminu. Terrence Ross ain't shit. He, oh, I'm sorry, he's not bad. Uh, you, I, you, I, you don't think the Lakers would love to have that off the bench though? Uh, oh yeah, Terrence Ross coming off the bench from any team would be great. All right, so Mason thinks seven. You think five, six? I'm saying four, five. 
That leads us to our last team. Um, Nathan, I think you're going to sp- I'm just going to run down the stats. First in the East last year, lost the rack. Ra- uh, Rockets in the East Conference Finals, 2-4. Notable additions, Wes Matthews, Robin Lopez, and Themis Antetokounmpo. They have the first, they have, they did it twice. Never has two brothers played on the same t- NBA team, and they did it twice this year. Um, uh, notable losses, Malcolm Brogdon, Mir- Nikolai Miritic, notable returning agents, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, George Hill. No notable rookies. What do we say? They, well, they got they got Kyle Korver and they just signed Dragon Bender right. as well. Yeah, I think you're really balls. looking at the Korver one being Dragon possible. I agree. He is. I think he's I, I'm interesting. I, yeah, I, I really like the guy. He's, he's one of those players where you're not going to say no to, but it's not like you personally want to take the time to develop. Also, him. also, he's as, one of those guys. Also, as a Suns player, if he turns into someone, I feel so dumb. So. So get ready. Right? I, I, as a Bucks fan, I look at the Bucks roster, and the biggest thing I see is, unfortunately, it's a negative, and it is the loss of Brogdon. Because you could argue that at times in the playoffs, he was their second best player. Because Eric Bledsoe decided to go AWOL yet again in the playoffs. George Hill and Bledsoe are your two starting ones, and neither of them stretch the floor that well. Not nearly as well as Brogdon did. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and Chris Middleton. Combo, you want more yeah. stretching. Also, and Chris Middleton. Robin Lopez doesn't stretch the floor. You also lost Miritic. They lost Wes Matthews. They got West. They lost West Matt. Lost West Matthews. They or they got West. Uh, he's lost Miritic. They got Corver. Helps. Yeah. That's going to be a limited minute but, role. But also, it'll he, be interesting he's, to see. He's so exploitable on defense in modern NBA. True. It'll be interesting to see how Dante DiVincenzo comes back from injury. He was a really good shooter in college. We'll see. Pat Connington played some great minutes in the playoffs. This yeah, Mo- this Milwaukee yeah, Milwaukee bench showed they know how to play in that Philadelphia series. Unfortunately, they decided to skip the Eastern Conference Finals and not even show up against the Raptors. But you know you have, you have Giannis. You've got Middleton. Those are the core two. You need Bledsoe to be something in the playoffs. Something. He can't just go into a shell like he did the past two seasons. That against Boston, two years ago against Boston, and this year against the Raptors. Losing Brogdon really hurts that team. I think they might struggle this season to find the replacement. Experience kills. I would say that they're still going to be a top three team. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I, I wouldn't finish. surprise me if they win the East again. It, it wouldn't. It, but they've the got playoffs, some losses. In the playoffs, as long as you can get there, players that you have kept, those um, freaking Bledsoe's. Bledsoe was shitty in the playoffs. We twice yeah, now. Can't deny. Also, you came from Phoenix, so even though he's been in the league, Milwaukee was his first playoff. How many times has Because he's Kyle played Lowry for the Kings, the, the Clippers, and the Suns. A lot. Kyle Lowry. That's true. Right? And now this past season, they went in, and Kyle Lowry, I'm not going to say he was great, but he was he was able to get them buckets when they needed it. So well, Kyle Lowry is also long. great in the playoffs except against Cleveland. I will say, Kyle Lowry, uh, I wouldn't say only against Cleveland. He had some rough series. I'd say Kyle Lowry was not a detriment to the team. He was not a negative. He was at least a midline player this past season. And unfortunately, the past two seasons, I don't think Bledsoe has been a net zero. I think he's been a net negative for the team at times. As long as you can get the same group of players to the playoffs, you can expect them to get... Somewhat, at least, if the same, not better. Because 
experience is amazing. It's it's crazy. You're like, we've been here before. You get those those butterflies that are in your stomach. You're like, okay, we've been here before. We can do this. Whatever it was before that I was shooting off, we're just going to keep shooting. You'll make those shots. It's, it's, it's ridiculous to say sometimes, but just keep shooting. Even if you're shit, you'll make the shots. Fred Van Fleet. Fred Van Fleet. Again, yeah. A great example. Could not hit a bucket in the Philly series. Shows up and balls out in the Milwaukee series. People are talking to MVP. What the fuck? Fred Van Fleet. <laughs> yeah, you did get one MVP. He got one, he, he got one vote and Kawhi got the rest. He got one vote. One thing I do want to think is interesting that this is Giannis's. This past year was his first playoff series victory. Obviously, he got two of them. And he's still only 24, which is ridiculous. Give him to the playoffs. He's going to do good things. I, I think... He needs, to, he needs to build a more dynamic game. He needs to get more touch up. I, I agree. And, and, and you know, may, maybe Kyle Korver's that key. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. It, it, his shot has slowly gotten better yeah. every year in the he league. Needs, Whether it becomes enough this season, I don't know. Again, they've got this season and next season, and then it's free agency for him. So I think the Bucks are really pushing these next two years to try to get that championship because as much as keep him, he's gonna be there as much as Giannis loves Milwaukee and Milwaukee loves Giannis is doing everything they can to keep him, you just don't know. Dallas is gonna come calling. They're gonna build an all year. Why do you think the Laker why do you think the Lakers signed Costas? Yeah. For the sole point uh, of, whoa, Lakers, what if we could get Giannis Lakers, to Lakers? Lakers signing. What do you think of, like, so I, they're going all in these next two years. I do think it's a hole that they have to fill with Brogdon. They've added some pieces. Whether or not those add up to equal Brogdon, we'll to me, see. To me, they're second in the but East. They make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. You think Sixers take the top yeah. in the East? Oh, yeah. I think the Sixers, they're going to be good, but man, if. On the nights when they can't shoot, they are going to struggle. They've they got no shooters. They got Al Horford. It's an fine. okay shooter, Embiid, an okay shooter, Richardson, an okay rebounder. shooter, and that's it. Yeah, yeah they're gonna get, they're gonna out rebound ninety percent of the teams in the NBA. If you can't shoot, you better have a good rebounding core. And See, they do. They're built to beat the Bucks because right now to beat the Bucks, how do you beat them? Well, you got out rebound because you got to be Giannis. You got to beat. The issue is, I, I think I think it might become an issue where if they play a team who just bombs threes, they're gonna they're gonna struggle, and yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if the Sixers show up for a game and barely score eighty points. Yeah, because well, they're I, having I, because I, they I, can't I, shoot. I, th- I think I think we're gonna I think we're gonna see the Sixers win a game this year. Well, keeping the, their opponent under 80 and them staying under 90, I wouldn't be surprised to see a oh, 76, yeah. 82. And, and that might be just how they have to play because yeah. they don't. their best shooter is gone. Their best two shooters are gone. Reddick no, to the to, Hornets. Tobias Harris is a better shooter than your brother. The numbers will back that it up. certainly didn't and seem like Josh in the playoffs, though. a great shooter. Yet to be seen. Because yeah. Tobias Harris did Hor- not play Hor- well Hor- last Hor- year. Horford Hor- 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 shooting. Uh, I think... I think the Jimmy Butler you can get over. I do think Reddick was a big loss for them. But also, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the Bucks. I know. As we're talking Bucks for Sixers for the yeah. top of the East. I, you know what? So Malcolm Brogdon was also, also a huge loss. But you know what I think was a huge loss for the Bucks was Nikolai Mirotic? Because I think it's really hard to punch shooting at the four. Uh, they still have they still have, have, no they still have Ilyasova. Granted, he's I don't think he's at the level that Mirotic is, is, but so. they still have Ilyasova. Yeah, and he'll give you twelve good minutes tonight. But I don't think they have any shooting at the four. Uh, Conaton, 
Um, they got John Lore from uh, Detroit, who I think is, is an okay shooter. If you know, may, may, DJ Wilson, third year, maybe this is the year he puts really? together and starts and starts playing like the thirteenth pick that he was. Or maybe whatever. I think they're gonna be a very good team. I think they've got a couple holes. They're gonna play Giannis the four for most of the time, so that's okay. But I really worry about their lack of shooting. And because I I think they're still gonna have a lot of shooting, but last year their team was based around Giannis and shooting, and they got less of it, right? So I don't think that builds a better team. They do because the they got better around them. But you, 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 the only shooter you really lost was Brogdon and Miritich. You added Matthews. You added Corver. Um, Brooke Lopez is still going to shoot. You're adding. You're pretty much adding Dante Divincenzo because of the injury because he was out most season. You're pretty much adding he's a shooter in college, but like he's still a pretty good shooter. I mean, it's only two, three feet back more. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll have to we'll, see. We'll, we'll you know, time will tell. Yeah. But you know, the younger guys are a year older. You, you never know. It's they they definitely have a hole to fill. So I think they're top two easy. I don't really see anybody else challenging the Bucks or the Sixers for that top two seed. Maybe if Boston gets on a hot streak, but I was gonna say Boston Boston if 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 uh Hayward comes back like full Utah Jazz Hayward, which frankly may not ever happen. So we'll when you snap your leg in half, it's kind of hard injury to come back from. So have them first in the East? Say Anyone have them in first in the East? I'll put them. I'll, I'm, I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win. Do you think? Do you think they get out of the East? As the like, do you think they make the finals? In seven, okay. I think. I think. I think it's be them, Philly, and the Bucks are going to take Bucks, it. In Bucks seven. fan through and through. Hey man, I, I believe, Jason. You got to believe. I just. I have I have them as the number two seed losing the East. I'm looking more at their coach than any other team. Coach Bud's a great coach. Dude, coach of the year. I know Bud's great. The way what he's done and and then if. Yeah. But how do they lose the fucking Raptors? Because the benches. And here's the two reasons why the buck the Bucks lost to the Raptors. The benches switched. And Toronto showed up long as didn't, and Giannis couldn't hit a free throw. And also. Kawhi. And Kawhi, Kawhi, I don't think he, it wasn't a much Kawhi shut down Giannis' Kawhi as no one shut down Kawhi. Yeah. Because uh, Giannis still got his. I'll give the Bucks one of three, most likely two. Two? Yeah, you're going to You can't say one of three. That's no, one of there's three. no way they're the one of three, most likely the two. That's what I'm saying. So you're, say, you're saying top three, you're betting on two. Yeah. Oh, anyone have any good worth mentioning? I have one. Uh, Mason Round and I are the back-to-back champions, and Beard and I. And that has nothing to do with the NBA. It, it right. does too. We were shooting buckets. I got, I got one. I got one. So we all, so Dwayne Wade had his big old retirement tour, you know, whatever, and he swapped jerseys a lot. Well, 18 of those jersey swaps that he made are no longer real jerseys. Because 18 yeah, of those players yeah. he swapped for are now on different teams. That's kind of, he's like he fucking changed. And, you know, he mainly swapped with the star player of that team. So that means, yeah. like, 18 big-time players yeah. switched teams this year. And I think that's just a, that just shows how 
absolutely insane this offseason was. And I don't know if we're headed to one of equal level in 2021 when Giannis and Kawhi's back up and Paul George and Bradley Beal are up, but 2021's going to be another fun. Next year's going to suck. Yeah. But 2021's be another really fun offseason. It'll be exciting to see what happens. All right. Clippers owner Steve Ballmer is open to changing the name of the Clipper, of the team. He wants to build an arena, too. He's yeah. talking 2024, having a separate arena for the Clippers in 2021. Well, they, but, have, they have so much fucking money. What but this, apparently, like, the space he was thinking about buying was bought out by James Dolan, who owns the Knicks. <laughs> Knicks are going to L.A. Uh, TV must say will not consider adding Carmelo Anthony with the roster. I mean, might as well. Um, Everyone else is backed out. 14 um, All-Stars have backed yeah. out of Team USA. Yeah, my favorite is that uh, Montrose Harrell was on the team for less than 15 minutes because I said, we're adding Montrose Harrell. He went, no, you ain't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm just, with the exception of the Olympics, is it almost becoming like you don't want to – hurt yourself for the season yeah. because the I, I, NBA think, championship means more than a FIBA world championship so, to the guys. An Olympic gold medal is a separate thing. So I think a big part of it is it's becoming something that young players are doing to like get with other young players. Can you look at all the things that t- t- uh, Team USA basketball has gotten? Kyrie and Katie aren't teammates without Team USA basketball, right? It's a True. great way to meet other stars. True. But once you're an established star and you think of all, you, they want out. You think of all the U19s and U20 yeah. USA yeah. teams that they play on. Like, these guys grew up playing with each Plus, other. Also, like, I'm pretty sure for the NBA, you just like basketball. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, all right. Any other ones? Hold it. Hold it. Oh, Tim Duncan joined Greg Popovich as an assistant coach. I love that. Appreciate that. I love that. I think that's a good. Unless anyone has other ones, I think that's a good one to end up. Go Tim Duncan. Go I like the Duncan. I like the quote Pop said that after years <laughs> of me assisting him, it's about time he decided to assist me. Or he said something like that. Where when Tim Duncan was on the team, he's like, I was the assistant coach to Tim Duncan, but now that he's the actual assistant, it's like, okay, it's about damn time that Tim Duncan finally assisted me as me on the team. Yeah. I thought that was really cool and just kind of showed to the relationship and culture that. The Spurs are able to build yeah. during their, I think their, their reign. Um, can't right. say anything about the Spurs. You really just can't. I, I, I think that's a good episode. Um, thank you all for listening. Talk to you again soon. Peace.